There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Rather, it's positive or negative. Minnesota Sports Chat has you covered. Talking nothing but Minnesota sports all year long. It's time now for the soon-to-be award-winning, if only in his own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat with your host, Ross Brendel. Here we go. Edition number 203, unofficially, of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. Presented by Beans Coffee Company. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT at coffeebybeans.com. You'll save a little green on some fresh, small batch, fresh roasted coffee in Mankato, Minnesota. I don't know why I put the emphasis on Cato there. Mankato, Minnesota. Jesse Pierce for the Bar Down Beauties Pod. Score North, writer for NHL.com. Mom of the year, whatever else you want to add to that, is the guest on today's pod. Jesse, it's actually been, what, a couple weeks since we put to bed the 2023-2024 version of Before I Die on the Score North family of uh, podcast or Purple Daily, I guess, in that instance. How the heck are you, friend? I'm good, buddy. I know. I've missed you. Put to bed very aggressively because I was just kind of over it. I was done with it. Like, go to sleep. That's what I say to my children every night. Like, go to sleep. Vikings, you go to sleep. We're done with you for now. We'll talk in the morning. It was akin to you had a bad evening with the child and you sent him straight to bed. Exactly. You go right, about right. You go right to bed. Okay. We'll get to the Minnesota Vikings and even maybe the championship games in just moments. Your forte, although you're so much more than the Bar Down Beauties pod in Minnesota Wild, but I think it's probably still the A job for you, right? I mean, I like to talk the hockey. That's really what it's all about. The puck is kind of my friend. I certainly, it's funny, I listen to me speaking in different various podcasts, including Before I Die, where I'm on there with you and the lovely Judd Zolgad, and I laugh. I'm like, I go into different tones and like different aggressions, and with hockey, I just kind of go, like, I, I can't pull myself back as much because I love it. So yeah, that's that's kind of the forte, if you will, if I had to choose. Well, and I think we all have, you know, I love all the teams in town. I pay attention to all of them, but there's ones where I think losses sting a little bit more than others. And sure. I, I think for the most part, I think we're all similar there. On your Minnesota Wild, as we record this, we're recording it on January 30th. It'll drop on January 30th as well. Your Minnesota Wild, there are only five worse teams by points in the NHL than the Minnesota Wild. My question to you, Jesse, I know injuries, I don't like using it as an excuse, but for a team that doesn't have the greatest depth, I think injuries have played a huge part in that. Depth has played a huge part in that. But what else has gone wrong? What? Why are the Minnesota Wild? I don't think people thought they would be a top five team or a top eight team in all of the NHL. But some people thought they would compete for a playoff spot. And that just seems very unlikely as we have now entered, I believe, everybody's in the all-star break, correct? I know the Wild are off for about a week, so, week and a half. Yeah, so they stagger it for each team gets a bye. They used to do this in December. They've since altered it. So the Wilds' bye week is technically started, and then it'll lead into the All-Star week. You still have some games going up until tomorrow. I made that mistake, actually, in the Anaheim Ducks room. I thought everybody was going on their bye week, and so I was asking a couple of the players and the Ducks players, like, hey, so is it nice to end the, you know, on a win, go into the bye? And they're like, oh, yeah. 
we play Wednesday. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know I don't what, follow though? your team. <laughs> in, in fairness, it seems like the Wild have been on a bye for much of the year. Mm-hmm. And not to throw stones at anybody, at least you didn't do what that one reporter in Tampa Ooh. did when she asked Todd yeah. Bowles about playing in the elements. And Detroit plays in a uh, controlled environment inside. So at least you didn't do that. No, I mean, God bless Todd Bowles for his response, though. You could see him just biting it. He's like, well, we play inside, right? I think So we'll be fine. 15 seconds from the bus to the the arena. I actually thought that was the best part, that he tried to bite it and tried to Mm -hmm. respond as kindly as he could. And the response was still kind of... Yeah. Bitter. Jerkish. But you know what? At that, yeah. What's he supposed to do? But anyways, on the wild. On the wild. No, I mean, I think you're right. It's injuries you can't ignore it, certainly. And every team goes through it. So the Minnesota Wilds are not the only team to deal with injuries to some of their top players. I mean, throughout the season, they've lost Matt Zuccarello. They've lost Kaprizov. They've lost uh, Jonas Brodine. They've lost Jared Spurgeon, who is now out for the remainder of the season as well. He had a really tough go trying to come back from injury that he sustained early on in the preseason. Uh, but beyond that, I think you really nailed it there, Ross, with the depth. I think and we talked about this on the episode uh, we released today for Bardown Beauties where w- there's all been all this touting of the Minnesota Wild prospects and who they have in Iowa. And, oh, the future is bright. We've got these really, we've got very deep blue line. We've got a very deep offensive uh, situation down in Iowa. I haven't seen it. I think, you know, there's that concern to be had is there is no depth for the Minnesota Wild. So that certainly is to be said when the team gets hit with injuries, it's going to be worse. They don't have, you know, the right backup guys. You look at last year in the playoffs against the Dallas Stars when Joe Pavelski goes out for that series and Tyler Sagan's the guy that steps up in his absence. I mean, they don't have a a pool that deep to go down to when the Minnesota Wild are hurt. Beyond that, though, because I don't like using injuries as an excuse either. They're just very underwhelming. I didn't come into the season expecting them to be very good. I certainly didn't think there'd be much regression, and there hasn't been. I think Kaprizov getting off to a very slow start, I think Matt Boldy getting off to a very slow start has really hindered and hampered the team a little bit, but there's been no regression as of late, right? I don't, I'm not concerned about that moving forward. I just think they're not very good, and I think that's okay. I think the problem is the narrative swirling them continues to be, oh, we're good enough to be in the playoffs. Like, you're not, and that's okay. The bigger question, too, is it's not only does Minnesota need to be better, you need these teams that are performing above their expectations, the Winnipeg Jets, the Vancouver Canucks, who I think people had an idea would be good. I just didn't think they would be this good heading into the year. So that's going to be kind of the curtail for Minnesota as they they don't have enough talent to win on talent alone, and they also can't uh, do enough voodoo to get some of those teams ahead of them to lose. So it's been a tough year. I think it's okay if they don't make the playoffs because at some point in time, you're going to have to face reality and just say, you know what, the squad isn't cut out for for a run right now. I want to commend you for uh, mildly dropping in a Herb Brooks from a Miracle <laughs> Reference there. Gentlemen, you think you can win on talent? You don't have enough talent. talent. That's one of the best. One of the best parts of the movie. It's the truth, though. (laughs) Like you know, people. I I think I had that in my Twitter or my ex bio for a bit. Like not enough talent to win on talent alone. Like you just got outwork people. Just like the Lions, all grit or true grit, whatever (laughs) they were calling it. On the depth part, especially when it comes to the younger players at Iowa, not the guys that you've signed to be. Roster fillers isn't the right word, but the guys who will maybe come up, give you a few games, and that's all you'll ever hear from them. Specifically, the younger players, and I think you can use Marco Rossi as an example here. There's a college football coach in town that loves to say progress is not linear. Mm -hmm. Can you apply that to some of the younger players at Iowa 
and you're just hoping that with more time, more seasoning, more marinating, they're able to contribute more, and maybe they reach the level that they were hoping, a la what appears to have happened with Marco Rossi, or is that a bit of a pipe dream, just assuming that that will happen with everybody? It's a little bit of a pipe dream. I think the AHL is is different in that sense where you do have a lot of guys who are just destined to be American Hockey League players, and that's kind of who they are. I mean, you look at Kyle Rao, who was such a stud here in high school, and then for the Gophers, and you know, I think he's just a very good American Hockey League player because it does. It takes that extra level to get to the NHL. Every team is so good in the National Hockey League, right? You can't you can't afford to be bad. You can't afford to be mediocre even. I think that's the bigger point. You're not allowed to just be meh. Um, you know, there's a couple guys, obviously, Jesper Velstead has high expectations in net. He will be the future of goaltending here for Minnesota if things pan out. And I think he's ready. But other than that, I don't know. Sammy Walker, I know everybody was very high on him last year. We've seen a brief stint of him up here, um, largely in part because of the salary cap restraints. He hasn't been able to be recalled. Now he can because they have a little bit more money with Spurgeon on LTIR. That's a whole other rabbit hole, guys, that we can go into at another date. Um, but, I'll you know, have you I don't... back in the offseason and we'll talk about cap and and players on under contract i mean it's all number you know that uh famous gif of zach galifianakis and the numbers are all swirling like that's me every time someone talks cap like i don't know it's just numbers like swirling in my head but um no i mean he has a potential but i don't know i mean i think marco rossi is a special case obviously you take him in the first round you put that pressure on him and i i'll i'm eating crow if you will because i said marco rossi i was very questionable on looking at how he performed the past two seasons and this year he's done tremendous. He's one of two players, I think, that have been consistent night in and night out for the Minnesota Wild. The other one being Minnesota-born Brock Faber. Those two guys, exceptionally good young players. As far as the rest of the Iowa roster, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, we've seen Dakota Mermis and Damon Hunt come up. We see Jake Lucini up right now, and they've been quiet, and they've been kind of unnoticeable in a good way. Sometimes it's good, I think, to not be noticed, especially for Mermis and Hunt, who are back on the blue line, Lucini as well as a fourth liner, but I don't see them being big, impactful young players. I think there's still some guys that need to come over. They still have good prospects that have yet to join um, the Iowa Wild or get into uh, North America here. That The future looks bright there, but as for the American Hockey League players three hours south of us, I just don't know. Final question on the Minnesota Wild, and I'll be honest, I've struggled with this, but it's a bit of a hockey thing, so it was inevitable that it was going to happen. But the canning of Dean Evason, at least when it happened, always seemed odd to me. That was never going to fix what ailed this team, other than what seems to always happen with the Minnesota Wild. When they fire a coach, they get about four to six weeks of really good hockey. So I think my plan as owner of the Minnesota Wild would be to always fire the coach every four to six weeks and just get somebody else in there. We'd win a Stanley Cup. But I look, John Hines, I, I feel like he could have been got in the offseason. So was he going to get hired in the regular season? I know it happens. It just happened with Patrick Waugh. But my question then is, one, it was canning Dean Evison a little short-sighted, and two, if you brought John Hines in during the regular season, you brought him in to try and make the playoffs, and to your point from what you talked about earlier, I'm just not sure that was ever super realistic with this team unless right. everybody outperformed maybe expectations. So it's not that I don't like the hire. He seems like a decent guy. He's not as fun to listen to as Dean Evason, but few are. You know, we've been lucky with the Minnesota Wild with the coaches that we've had. It just, the timing was odd to me. 
the message that it sends was odd to me. Just the whole thing feels weird. If you wanted a new head coach, you could have canned Dean late in the season to get a jump start on your head coaching search or just done it at the end of the season. It just seems odd to me. That's that's all. I mean, going back, I think when the initial firing took place, that was kind of my approach to saying, why didn't we just do this in the offseason when you had a number of, I don't want to say more qualified because John Hines is certainly qualified and, and I've, getting to know him over the past couple months, I, I do like what he brings to the team and I do like how they've responded for the most part to him. Um, but there were bigger names that I'd like Peter Lavaliolette and, you know, other guys that I just think would have had a larger impact from the beginning of the year. Now firing Dean Epson had to happen because it was really the only thing that could happen. You know, I know it sounds so cliche and I know it was said over and over again, you can't fire 23 players, but that's just the reality of it. He couldn't fire the team. And that was just that that was the team's fault, frankly. And I think, you know, Bill Guerin wanted them to feel that guilt and wanted to figure out like, Hey guys, here's how poorly I think you do. Sometimes when you make those moves, whether you fire a player, whether you trade off some big members of your squad, that sends a message, right? Like you guys are not good enough. You need to figure this out. And it tries to rebuild that confidence. And I know the team did respond really well to John Hines. They picked it up mostly because I think they felt so bad that they cost a guy his job, that guy being Dean Ebsen, right? Um, I'm sure Dean is kind of laughing now that I told you this squad is exactly what they are. Um, Because even if Dean was still coach, you would have seen the same big swoops and gallows that we've seen, I think, this year in general. That's just how they are built. It's frustrating to watch. I would rather them just... I don't want to say tank. I hate the idea of tanking. We talked about this on Before I Die, even with the Vikings. But put it in neutral, man. Just put it in neutral and see what happens. Like, I just need you just to kind of go. Just coast yeah. through. Just coast yeah. through. See what happens. But um, no, it'll be curious. I mean, John Hines does not have that interim tag, so he is the coach for the future. Um, and obviously having a full season with your squad next year will help, but Ultimately, I don't know that there was ever a fixable way to go about making this team better and and hoping them into the playoffs. One player specifically switching gears to the NFL, who I think people view as just a player who should put things in neutral and not screw up and just be good enough, be the quote unquote game manager, I think is starting to show people he might be a little bit more than just that. And it's your guy from the Iowa State University, none other than Mr. Brock Purdy, who I think myself and pretty much everybody joked, oh boy, you better beat Green Bay or you're going to be replaced by Kirk Cousins or somebody else. And then halftime of the NFC championship game, you know, that I saw the gifts of things crunching numbers. How can the Niners get Kirk Cousins in? And he comes back and he wins again. And I think Brock Purdy would have to throw eight interceptions and do something wildly illegal to not be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers next year. If they were to lose the Super Bowl, if they win the Super Bowl, conversation is entirely over. I'll be honest, Jesse, I don't think he's the world's greatest quarterback. I think we've always given him too much credit because that mm-hmm. roster is just stacked. But yeah. he still needs to do his job at a high level. And he, I don't think he's done it any higher than two comeback victories against teams playing really well, shockingly or ironically, out of the NFC North. So kudos to your guy, Brock Purdy. I got to imagine you're cheering for the Niners in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know what? Oh, I you're am, not? I think. You're not? No, I don't have a, I don't really 
This one doesn't get me super excited. I will go the Niners because not only is Brock Purdy an Iowa State Cyclone like myself, Mr. Irrelevant there as the last over. I love that story. I do. I just love the idea that you're last overall and then you're third string and then now all of a sudden you're starting. Yes. Yep. Bringing it's your a squad great story. It's a great story. Uh, but also I met George Kittle at a hockey event a couple years ago and he is awesome. The hilarious part is he's an Iowa Hawkeye. So that's a little fun too. Um, but so yeah, go, go Niners. Why not? Um, no, I, I think what I loved most about Brock, I didn't obviously love his game against Green Bay. I think he really struggled oh, with his accuracy. I mean, Jesse, it was, it was killing tough. me. He, it was so hard to watch. He looked off. It was that it was for at least a half. It was that moment where you're like, oh, this is probably going to come to an end for him. But to yeah. his credit, he really rebounded. Oh, right. And then, I mean, you look at how he rebounded in the second half against the Detroit Lions, who I was kind of cheering for, as you know. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, I did. I'm sorry, Viking. I don't know why we can't cheer for them. <laughs> I love Eminem that much, and I love the idea of what Detroit was trying to do. You can call them dirty or whatever. I just, I was kind of all in on their vibe. So it was a, it was a tough game to watch in general for me because I was like, well, I'm not really mad that Detroit's going to lose because I've got Brock Purdy to cheer for now, but I'm sad for Eminem, who is my idol not idol. That's a terrible way to say that. I just really enjoy his music. (laughs) Do you also enjoy going to games, sitting in a suite and flicking fans off, Jesse? Hey, You know, what if Taylor Swift did that? You know what? We're not getting on Taylor Swift for being a fan. That's how he is. That's Eminem for you, you know? He's probably going to write a really good rap about it. I had zero problem with it, and then people who were upset, I'm like, well, what did you expect? What did you expect? And more more than likely, it was just kind of a, he was more than likely probably doing it casually with a smile for the most part. And I'm sure they were chirping him just like you do in sports. It's, It's all part of sports. I don't know why it was such a big deal. Like, it's Eminem. Do we not remember who he was? That was his whole thing back in the 2000s. I mean, I just, it, very bizarre. Very bizarre that people were so upset. But I love, back to my boy Purdy, I love that he showed he can scramble and that he can kind yep. of move the ball on his feet. I did not see that coming from him. And you know me from our uh, lovely show on Before I Die. I need a quarterback that can run the ball as much as he can throw. And that's always kind of been one of my knocks on Kirk Cousins well, is the inability to to scramble like Purdy did. And I think in today's NFL, you need that. I don't know if you need to be Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson moving around, but you need to be nimble enough to be able to evade the ever. It just seems like they're only getting, and it's only going to continue this way. Defenses are only going to get bigger, faster, stronger. Until yeah. we till we figure out that everybody's cheating or putting substances in their body that they shouldn't and decide to control it. It's only it's only going to get worse. Okay, being floated yesterday, uh, last topic here, then we'll get into five filler questions and get you out of here. Yesterday it was floated. I know uh, Score North talked about it on Purple Daily. I think we put up a graphic on the uh, Score North socials. Uh, we're starting to get word that it may take two years and a fully guaranteed $90 million to get Kirk Cousins. I've said before on the right deal, I would take Kirk Cousins back on a on a couple year deal with an out after the first year. Also acknowledging that that's probably never going to happen. So in a perfect world, I would have Kirk Cousins back for a year because I think it would help with the succession plan to what's next. But there's also something to be said for ripping off the Band-Aid and just being done and moving on. If it's a fully guaranteed two years with a probably a cap hit of $45 million a year, Jesse... You doing that deal for Kirk Cousins? I'll tell you, I'm not. I might. I think he's earned the right to get a fully guaranteed deal, right? Like, I think he has. I I might. Two years, I, I might. I know that's probably very surprising. I just, 
I might. I mean, ultimately, you need to figure this out. And you need to figure it out soon because then you need to figure out Justin Jefferson very quickly after. And right now, that's the biggest piece. I mean, maybe just just do it. Just, yeah. It invite comes, that. Let's go. You like that? It, for Kirk Cousins, if you are to do that, it comes at the expense of your... You're either we've talked about this on before I die. You're either going to get Kirk Cousins or Daniil Hunter. You're not going to get both. I mean, and you might not even get either, but likely you're only going to get one. I'm just not sure. I see you got a kiddo behind you. So be careful of that. Don't move that chair back. Um, <laughs> oh, I saw him. I can okay, hear him. Okay, you can hear whole, you can hear him coming. I, I I guess uh, you know, Jesse, I I just think 2 years fully guaranteed is too much. It if you were so, is it the guarantee that gets you? It, it is because I'd like to have the out of if I let's just say the Vikings draft a quarterback somewhere in the first round and you get that five year deal. I don't know. I I'm okay if they sit for a year. I don't know if I want them to sit for two or three years like Jordan Love did or Aaron Rodgers before him. So I think it's it's not having the out after after year one that I think gets me. Yeah. I again I think. I just feel like Kirk deserves that, right? I just think that I'm okay with the guarantee, but you're right. It is nice to have an out. I, but also on before I die, I said, I don't mind that next quarterback because hopefully that's the it's route the that the, Min- yeah. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> go. I don't mind him sitting for a year and, and taking that in. Not everybody can be a CJ Stroud, right? Like we've Correct. seen that Correct. time and time again. So I guess to learn behind Kirk, because I think if anything, what Kirk proved to Minnesota Vikings brass and Minnesota Vikings fans is, He's the best you had, right? Correct. I mean, for this yeah. season, he certainly showed that. Um, you know, I I think I'm I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. I'm going to be honest. I did. I went in and I heard the guarantee part, and I was like, You're I, right. you know what? Go for it, man. I think it wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings do it. I don't think they will, but it wouldn't surprise me. I'll say this: if they go anything more than two years, that's negligence and malpractice. That's, yes, I, right. <laughs> so for sure, because eventually you have to figure out what's next. Okay, I'm going to talk about Beans Coffee here momentarily. So if you need to take care of a kid, you got about sixty or ninety seconds to do so. Okay. You're good. All right. Good deal. Beans Coffee Company, they've been supporting Minnesota Sports Chat now for over two years. A big thank you to them and a thank you to you for supporting them. It it means a lot both ways. Do me a favor. Check out their website. It's coffeebybeans.com. That's coffeebybeans.com. Once you do that, I'm sure you'll give them a try. I know you will because you're going to see something that entices you and that you want to try and you'll come back for more. Beans Coffee Company, they have roasts and blends, a variety of flavors that are sure to satisfy any palate. I'm back to the Mikado. Also love that Perfectus blend. I think everybody knows that by now. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at coffeebybeans.com. Order by the bag or even set up a coffee subscription. It truly is the way to go. Your cup of coffee is important, so drink the best coffee around. It's Beans Coffee. Beans Coffee Company, they ship anywhere in the U.S., Free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. CoffeeByBeans.com. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT and you'll save at checkout. That's CoffeeByBeans.com. Promo code SPORTSCHAT. Okay, Jesse, are you ready for, quote-unquote, the game? It's not really a game, but this is a bit inspired by Mr. Phil Mackey. It is called Five Filler Questions, where I ask you random questions and you answer however you would like. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Five filler questions. Number one. Mild winter or mild summer? What are you preferring? 
you know, it's hard not to love this mild winter right now, right? Like, this is pretty freaking nice. Yesterday, it was funny. I was having, like, this very convoluted opinion, like, oh, I can't be excited about this because it's not really spring. It's not really going. We're going to get a bunch of snow. But I was so excited. I was ready to get the porch stuff out yesterday. Like, I was just feeling it. However... I freaking hate being hot. I cannot oh, I love stand. you. I love uh, you. <laughs> let's go mild summer. I can take, I'm, you were used to the winters by now. Let's go mild summer. I can't take 90 plus uh, humidity included. I, ugh. Also, Jesse, depending on what you choose to believe, this mild winter may slowly be killing us all anyway. So that's True. maybe the mild summer's the way to go. Here is question number two. If it's not Taco Bell, I think we've talked about this. So we'll take Taco Bell out. Where are you picking up a quick meal? Uh, I do. You said Arby's, I think, if I recall lately, right? Was that you? Yeah, maybe I did ask you this question, but I I do. Arby's and Culver's to me, I feel like I've at least eaten food. I've never been to Culver's. What? (laughs) Seriously? Seriously. Is that weird? You've never been to Delicious? That's their thing. Welcome to Delicious. No, I, yeah, I don't know. I've just never, I, I'm truly a Taco Bell aside. <laughs> Actually, this is even funnier because I roughly know where you live and you roughly know where there's I right live. There. Yeah, there's yeah. a Culver's right down yeah. the road. Drive by it every day. I just, I don't know. I just never have been like, let's go there. I Taco Bell aside, I'm not huge fast food, but pre-Taco Bell, Jesse, loved Arby's, but they took away my hot ham and cheese and I that's just turned me off ever since. But Arby's, I... I could get down on when they have like the five for five deal. Yes. Mm, I yep. could get down on some of that. I'm also one of those people that legitimately almost always got the potato cakes over the curly fries. So I've no, been I've wrong. been I've been upset since they got rid of the potato cakes. Because the curly fries are the only way. I will say Hardee's. Hardee's makes a really good ham and cheese. If you can ever find a Hardee's, you gotta go get a good hot ham and Swiss. They're so still like, the one nearest the station, right? Or did that one close? Isn't there one on ninety four ish here? There's in a St. Paul. I, most of them are up north. The northern lands, they, uh, <laughs> they can like- appreciate their Hardee's, Subways, and Dairy Queens. Those are found in every small town. F- tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not. I, I, That's think the last, I think the last time I had Hardee's, it was down in Mankato at a Vikings training camp. So that'll tell you how long ago it yeah. was. Number mm-hmm. three. Uh, what's easier? I know you're in the thick of it right now with a sick kid. What's easier so far, raising boys or raising girls? So far, raising girls, but that's because I love her the most, and she's my number one, as Deion Sanders has picked his children. 100%, she is my favorite, but I know that's going to quickly change when she becomes a teenager. But she's so girly, but also not girly, and I just love it. Uh, I mean, the boys are actually pretty easy, too. They, they're they just in the wrestling, roughhousing phase, sure. which I can appreciate, but also just stop. Just stay away from each other. So I think age plays a factor, but I'm going to go girl right now because I love her not a parent but um I am not a parent but observing other friends of mine who are and of course my family I've always thought that girls below five are just cuter than boys they are they're just so stinking adorable and boys are always dirty there's always stuff on their face they're smelly yeah yeah all right here we go Mm -hmm. number four uh you I believe was your sole university Iowa State or did you go somewhere else or what's the story with Iowa State? Why Just, I why, went to Iowa State. Okay, that's your what so why why Iowa State? Cuz the Gophers didn't accept me. They kept waitlisting me. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Haven't forgotten. Haven't forgotten, guys. I, no. Just I, I finally got in on like the very last entry and at that point I told them no. 
Yeah, that's what I would do. Just play your card. Be a boss. <laughs> yet, nah. yet I can't tell you how much money I give that university going to go for hockey games, go for basketball games, go for football games. My yes. heart, my heart is still there, and it always has been. Okay, your final question. Number five. Jesse, be as serious or as not serious as you want with this one. Biggest life lesson learned so far in all your years of life is what? Always say yes to a beer bong. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. That was. Yeah. I was always so proud of that. I'm going to hold on to that for life. Like, just always do the beer bong. That's, that's kind of first thing I, I am. Um, I think you're still quite some time from this, but I think it, uh, beer bong at your 50th or 60th uh, birthday yes. bash. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. So in. (laughs) Jesse, this has been a ton of fun. I appreciate it. Very quickly on the way out the door, uh, where can we guide people to for all things Jesse Pierce? Follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Jesse, J-E-S-S-I underscore Pierce, P-I-E-R-C-E. New episode of Bar Down Beauties dropped today, um, NHL.com, and uh, Judd's Hockey Show until our Viking season returns again next year where Ross and I can be reunited full-time. I will see you at a wild game here in a few weeks. They have a matinee on the 17th. I'll be there, so I'll try and say hi this time. I know I said that the last time, and then I big-timed you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll yeah. find time this time, okay? All right. That, we'd appreciate that. Judd and I would appreciate that. Thank you. You you are free to go to be a mother and do all the things that Jesse Pierce does. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, bud. That is Jesse Pierce from the Bar Down Beauties podcast. Also, do not forget all of her work at Score North, including Before I Die during the Viking season. You can routinely hear her with Judd Zolgad and Declan Goff when they talk hockey on Judd's Hockey Show. That will do it for this edition of Minnesota Sports Chat. Again, I believe unofficially number 203. My thanks to Beans Coffee Company, that website, coffeebybeans.com. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT. And uh, thank you for sticking with me. I took last week off because, uh, well, life happened. Stuff was just happening. So I took the week off. Thanks for sticking with me. I do believe I will be back again next week. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to Minnesota Sports Chat, presented by Beans Coffee Company. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT, that's one word, SPORTSCHAT, to save at checkout. Follow Ross on X at the Ross Brendel. Like and subscribe to Minnesota Sports Chat wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review kindly.